to the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to the Race Hour podcast in association with bookmakers.co.uk and tonybet.com all the way through to the 2021 Cheltenham Festival. I'm your host, Dermot Nolan, as unfortunately Dean Ryan is still unavailable, but thank God we did uh, ring around. We've got a crack tipster that we've had on a few times now, Mr. Stephen Cass, how are you? <laughs> crack tipster, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't think any of us are really at the moment, but... Um, Honeysuckle, uh, Stephen, we touched on her yesterday, but we are the Honeysuckle podcast. You were, uh, you've been banging on about this mare going for the champion hurdle because you are someone who does believe that horses should always go for the best races. And Jesus, Stephen, she was she was unbelievable. Yeah, quality thing with her. Like we, We've all been fans of her and she was unbelievable. And I think we've said it all year. I, I, I was saying she definitely has the speed, you know, the turn of foot she showed at Leperson twice and Cheltenham last year. And she's something else. What a mare. And... You know, just enjoy her this season because mares they don't always keep keep their form throughout season after season. You know, we've seen that with any power, Benny the Deal, etc. So this is her year, and it's just just brilliant. Like delighted for Henry de Bromhead. I think he's a great guy, great trainer, uh, great for County Waterford. Great, great for County Waterford. <laughs> and another winner there today. Another Waterford and winner. Another one there. Yeah. And the uh, with Stephen, I've heard this morning um, on the Nick Look show that. Uh, they're they're kind of tempted to try and emulate uh, Don Run. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? I hope they don't. She's such a good hurdler, and she's got so much speed. I'm not sure she needs three miles. So she's not that big either, is she? Um, is she? I she's uh, she's normal enough, I'd say. But I I don't see any need to. Uh, yeah. If I I'd say Henry won't be doing that, and don't forget, Envoy Allen is in that yard. Uh, yeah, very true. Very he'll true, be gold cup next year. So yeah, God, please keep her over hurdles and give her another bash next year. But like I say, she is a mayor, you know, she mightn't be in as good form next year anyway. So we'll enjoy her while we can this year. And um, Stephen, just to get on to the, uh, the sore subject today, because the two of us were massive uh, Gayard de Mayneil fan. Bob Ollinger is, um, we might get you to do the... Um, the... <laughs> he's a God-given... Yes, yes, yes. He certainly was a God-given certainty. I said it on this podcast. No, he was... Uh, I, I was in the Gayard de Mayneil <laughs> camp with you. Um, sure, what can you say? Like, I think Bob Ollinger and Gayard de Mayneil probably didn't get the best of rides. Uh, Rachel, she rode the end of the race well, but... He was very free early, and she didn't seem to be doing much to settle him. But he, uh, he really pulled it out like what a horse, you know. And hopefully he'll be better again. You think nearly up and trip, so he could be anting over three miles. Uh, what, what, what a horse, you know. And what does it say about Fernie Hollow? Fernie Hollow beating, um, yeah. beating appreciated last year, beating Bob Ollinger. Fair enough, Bob Ollinger mightn't be as good as uh, back then as he is now, but there's no nothing to say Fernie Hollow wouldn't have improved as well. Uh, so he must be an absolute machine. Yeah, because all the willies improved from their first run as well. So it's um so there, there there's absolutely that uh, that cause and it also for me makes uh, Gabby Nacko, I know he's coming in in price now, but he's ten to one for that Martin Pipe and in second was Blue Lord who would have finished second yeah. in Supreme and the winner was uh, Bob Ollinger, so for Mark of 141, he's extremely interested. Now, um Monkfish wasn't spectacular obviously with those few mistakes, but he impressed me, um, Stephen, with just uh, kind of getting the job done considering it wasn't his day. He's a clever lad, isn't he? He found his feet every time that he was in trouble. He his natural ability and his natural athleticism 
got him out of trouble, but he, he might have ran to 160 there today. Uh, Paul Nolan disgracefully didn't go for Cheltenham. What was he thinking? Dodging it for one horse and should hang his head in shame there today because <laughs> latest exhibition would have won that. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And it's... um. I'd say it's sickening because uh, Brian Cooper, when Mikey didn't have an idea for for that race, uh, threw, threw Brian Cooper on. And Brian Cooper said pretty much the same as you, that he wouldn't have uh, have ran away from that one horse. So I'd say he's he's sat there now a bit sick watching that. And then my mother was delighted. My mother is a religious woman, uh, Stephen. And um, one of her bets today was uh, was heaven help us at, uh, at 33 to 1 for the, for the Coral Cup. She was over the moon. Regardless of the race itself, this is a great story, isn't it? Uh, Paul Hennessy with uh, with two horses. It's just class. Yeah, it was brilliant. Don't know the jockey at all. Where's he from, Young Condon? Do you know? I haven't heard him. Yeah, of him no, at all really. Yeah, never heard of him. And and there he goes. And I gave him a great ride and spoke very well afterwards. And he'll have a second career as a Jack Kennedy lookalike. Uh, I think if he if he doesn't <laughs> he get going. But he, uh, <laughs> yeah, good to see. Uh, One fifty performance came out of nowhere, but you know, uh, good for for the small man. I, I'm not sure how small a man he is because he's a big deal in the Greyhound game. Um, but like, she's a little star and 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 a brilliant uh, brilliant performance in the front. Very hard to do it that way. So another another Irish winner as well. You know, it's getting. You'd nearly feel sorry for the state of English racing, you know. We hope they get a few stars coming along. We have Shishkin from yesterday, but it is oh, because even when put the kettle on is winning. Yeah, because even like moving on now, like even put the kettle on winning the the Queen Mother Champion Chase, the UK just doesn't seem to have like I know Nubia Negra ran huge there, but you know, there's an Irish one and three there. Um the Irish yards just with all these horses. But this is a great story because one of our listeners is John Dermody, whose family bred this horse. He's still involved. He listens to us every uh, every week or or thereabouts. Whenever we mention another horse for the Queen Mother, we tend to get a tip. Or the article last year, we tend to get a tweet given out to us saying <laughs> that we're wrong. He's been bang on the money now for two years in a row. And th- uh, this is just a dream story, uh, uh, because she was running in mares chases in Ireland. She didn't look like a superstar, and Cheltenham has just turned her into this completely different horse. Just, she loves that track. Good ground, heavy ground at Cheltenham. Comes every way to her. Aidan Coleman seems to knock an unbelievable tune out of her. Yeah, uh, She just ate the hill, and that's it, you know. Uh, Shaq and Porsois, I thought, maybe could have... The hill was the question. They could have maybe taken that out of the equation by trying to have him four or five lengths clear. It was kind of a messy race, Uh Rouge Viffo in such a clip that Townend kind of couldn't go to the front. He got boxed in a pocket then and when he could have kicked on maybe and, and, and tried to steal a couple of lengths coming to the last because he would have had the speed to do that, but there was, wasn't anything in the tank when he didn't have the lead. And I'm just delighted now that horse won because, like you say, John Dermody and, and the lads involved, small team, small syndicate. I think they're from down around Dummer East, uh, the, the gang involved. And it's just what a story! Like John Derby will not be listening to to us tonight. I'd say <laughs> he will not, unless he's he's unbelie- unbelievably badly stuck. But still, yeah, uh, yeah from no, everybody it's just, it's at just, the race are gone. Yeah, it's incredible. And and Waterford lead the UK on on the El Presbury Cup. Waterford three the UK <laughs> too. I think. I love that. Uh, <laughs> absolutely perfect. So after the break, we will come back and we'll run through all the racing on day three of the Cheltenham Festival. So we will catch you in just a minute. You're listening to the Race Hour Podcast in association with bookmakers.co.uk. Brought to you by Tony Bet for Cheltenham Festival 2021. Cheltenham 21 on the Race Hour. Brought to you by Tony Bet. Hello and welcome back. So now we'll move on to uh, day two 
the Cheltenham Festival. This is the race hour segment. Each each day of the Cheltenham Festival will run through a very, very quick synopsis of what's happened and what is hopefully going to happen. So now we move on to day three in association with bookmakers.co.uk and tonybet.com. And Stephen, Envy Allen looks a, a surefire winner, really. But uh, Fusel Raffles, they... Without, this was your fancy, wasn't it? Yeah, like Fusel Raffles without, uh, I suppose the interesting thing with Envoy Allen is Bally Adam ran pretty well. Uh, another horse that made the switch from from uh, Colantra to uh, Henry de Bromhead. So that's a good sign. You'd have another steer again, you know, with, with horses moving and how that's affecting them in the bumper with Sir Gerhardt. Um, that's the interesting thing with Envoy Allen. I think his best piece of form now, retrospectively, is when he won his point-to-point beat and appreciated. Uh, that's just, you know, the way he kicked him out of the way and what we saw yesterday. It's very hard to look past him. But Fusil Raffles, realistically, like he gave weight and a beating and a good beating to uh, Shantry House, who's much shorter than the betting here. He's three for four over fences. I'd hope he'd emerge into a Gold Cup contender next year. Hard to see on Island beaten, but Fusil Raffles, I think in the without market, he should. He was 10 to 1 when I put him up. He should be around somewhere. Four to one, nine to two without, and he's still thirteen to two without. So I think that's a very fair price. This was the horse, if I'm not wrong, that at the very start of this season you said that you would have backed this horse to finish the top rated of the UK runners. Was that the market you were looking for? Or something uh, like I that. D- I don't. I, you think you're giving me too much credit? Maybe I said he could end up the top rated novice chaser. Maybe I said the UK. They should be doing those I kind think of you markets. Said the UK. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. I look. He's plenty of ability. Uh, you know, Shantry House is certainly a one fifty five horse. He's beaten him seven six or seven lengths giving him weight so i think fusil raffles could run to 165 tomorrow uh he's going to be better on better ground and if he does he'll give on Allen something to think about but the other side of that is if if on Allen beats him 10 lengths you're looking at a 172 173 horse straight away which is you know at least we're going to get to see something special whether it's on Allen or unlikely or fusil raffles but it's 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 a good race, you know. Hopefully, one of or two of Shan Blue, Shantry House, Shadham Street Lad, and Fusil Raffles will run their race, and we'll get we'll get on by Allen to see something because I think in the Ballymore last year, even though the time was good, he didn't beat much, so he probably has a better feel to beat tomorrow. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Because just just to kind of bring all the unbelievers over to his side, he it will be good to see him put up an electric showing and just to move on then to the 155 at, um, at Cheltenham to Pertemps Network Final Handicap Hurdle Imperial Alcazar is your 9-2 favourite Boss Oscar 11-2 Boss Oscar is my idea to win her, particularly now with young Jordan Gameford up on his back a jockey that I've mentioned about 6 million times on this podcast uh, who do you fancy here Stephen? Uh, no great fancy here one that I would give a mention to is Anything Will Do who is trading at 70 now if anyone listens to this and he's trading at 60 or 70 I have a feeling Andy Holding is going to put this fella up. He loves that Leopardstown trial. Uh, anything will do. Finish fifth in that. Probably too far forward. So if you want to get in a good position overnight, maybe back anything will do. At kind of at least 70 on Betfair there. Yeah, because there is nothing worse than being Andy Holding to, um, on price. Um, then we'll move on then to the Ryanair Chase over two and a half miles at um, at Cheltenham. Alaho, who's been a long-standing um, favourite of yours, Stephen, is 5-1. to one. Min is 5-1 to one as well. Imperial Aura, who Dean Ryan is cracked about is seven to one. Fakir Dudery at eight to one. Mellon eight to one and nine to one bar. I fancy Mellon here. I think he'll go very well from the front, and I like the booking of Brian Cooper on him as well. Who do you fancy here, uh, Stephen? Uh, very hard to pick between them, but at the prices, I probably give. I think Saint Calvillas should have won the race last year. He's eleven to one now, and you're getting five places. He's fairly solid if you can forgive the very poor run the last day at Sandown when he shouldn't have been tried over three miles and heavy. 
yeah. good good ground is going to be a help to him, I think, even though he's fine and softer. But I just give Saints Calvados a squeak because I do think he should have won the race last year. If he jumped the last tidier last year, he would have won. He would have beaten Min. I don't like Min, even though Townend has chosen him. I think uh, he's ten now, and he was jumping poorly before he made the mistake at Leopardstown. I'd find that hard to forgive. Alaho for all that he um, for all that he was good at Thurless. I just don't think he's been firing as much last year. But he probably will be ready. And he, you could also back him with five places. You could probably have two stabs with the five places here. Uh, I'd be inclined towards St. Calvados, maybe Alaho, but I, yeah, it's very hard. It's very trappy, very difficult to pick the winner. Unbelievably trappy. Uh, uh, David Mullen said on his uh, academy.com piece that he actually looked at the race for half an hour and he ended up with a headache. He just couldn't pick one. Um, so we'll move on now to the uh, the stairs hurdle at um, at five past three. This is the um, the show piece on the day. Paisley Park is nine to four, side of Burley. Is eleven to two. It's nine to one bar. Um, I thought this race is a lot more open than uh, Paisley Park. Just at nine to four, particularly with the good ground. Um, I'm on the wise guy pick, as you called it a while ago, with the uh, with the storyteller. Who do you fancy here, Stephen? Uh, God, the storyteller short now, isn't he? He's nearly t- he's nearly single figures now. But uh, Paisley Park is by Oscar, so the good ground will actually be a help to him. Very worried about the ground with Sire de Burley. He's polyglot, doesn't doesn't any real form on 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 better ground. Um. I fancy, and I didn't think he was going to run, so I didn't really mention him. I briefly mentioned him when we previewed this race last week. Beacon Edge, I think, has any amount of improvement with him uh, for three miles. Uh, if if you look at the he his form this season, he won at Down Patrick, he won at Galway quite convincingly. Then he was giving Honeysuckle the most to do in the Hatton's Grace over two and a half, only just beaten half a length in that, maybe three quarters of a length. He was then sick over Christmas, so missed Christmas, and went to Nace for a prep in that Bacassan Grand Wild race. Uh, that was only over two miles. Uh, back up to 2.5, he beat Fury Road over 2.5 the last day. And I've always thought this fella, he had the class. If he can stay, he's got a lot of class. He'd be the best of these over two, two and a half. Uh, so if he can stay, 20 to 1 about him is a big, big price for the win. So I, I fancy Beacon Edge. That's a very fair pick. And that was a good win last time as well. And there must be something to it. The fact that Noel Mead's such a shrewd operation. They, they, they've punted him a good few times now. So they obviously do do believe in this uh, horse he, a lot. He has a fair engine. And Mead, I think plan A was nearly to sell Dial Kerr. Even though this fellow would be a better horse than Dial Kerr on, on ratings. And, uh, you know, hopefully they've seen sense. And she'd give him a good chance. Perfect. Moving on then to the 340 uh, Festival Plate. Handicap chase over two miles, four and a half. The shunter goes here for the 100 grand handicap. Jordan Gainford once again is on, claiming seven pounds, which effectively means the source is running off uh, 10 stone five, which is extremely interesting. But I'm concerned that that run at Kelso was a lot harder than it actually looked as well. I thought he had a very tough race that day. Farclad is your second favourite at six to one. And I believe it's a wave of the sea, Stephen. Is the one you fancy here? A wave of the sea, the ones I like. He's always looked like uh, a step up and trip would, would be a help to him. Uh, being by Born to Sea, be a little bit worried about the ground. He might like a bit of cut, but he won over two miles at Leopardstown the last day. He's only nine pounds higher than that, even with his English mark, you know, with a couple of extra pounds taken into account. So, step up and trip's a big plus. Uh, the shunter has a pound swing with him for that the last day. and But, like you say, the shunter did have, uh, you know, a very hard race. But, however, for my friend Paul Byrne, I hope he goes well. Um, I would think a wave of the sea will go very close. And uh, yeah, I think 10 to 1 is still a fair price. Absolutely perfect. Uh, it's a fair shout. I like Field Duderia. I thought his form this season 
has been quite strong. He was going to give Carl uh, Reevy a race when he fell, and then um, obviously ran well behind Envoy Allen, but he was rather laughed at that day. But still, that's I'm, a, I'm not sure he but, was. If you take that Envoy Allen run literally, jeepers, he's yeah, he'd be a good thing here. Yeah, yeah, he's very well in, and Josephs are are obviously starting to come again. But I think the whole Joseph thing with his form, I think he's just a a target trainer now with his few few jumpers he has. Um. Moving on now to the Mayor's Novice Hurdle. This is a day or a race, uh, Stephen, that, that I don't tend to get overly excited about. I've been on Glens of Antrim a long time. I'm happy to stick with her. I think if she can get her jumping together, she she get much closer. Who do you fancy here? Uh, I'm going to back Magic Days, 25 to 1 for Henry and Robbie Power. All the talks about Tell Me Something Girl, uh, who, but she was only running off 128 behind Heaven Help Us at Leopardstown. Um, she's obviously well fancy, but I thought Magic Days was mightily impressive beating a subsequent winner at Clamel. So a 25 to 1 she'd do for me, but it's a, it's a very trappy race. Uh, of the ones at the top of the market, Rosie's Hollow, I think, can confirm the form um, with Royal Cala. Uh, and I, I just, yeah, I'd say she she is the best of the ones at the top of the market, but um, I will be backing Magic Days. Lovely. And um, that, uh, that Gayard. To be Neil Farr mightn't have been franked all that much, but still he's still around a blinder today. So, so yeah, yeah. Look, I, she was beaten out the gate by him, but that was her first run over hurdles. So to but, to, to go to Leopardstown at Christmas and have your first run over hurdles and be placed and then win well the next day, uh, it's not a massive step up from that into a grade two. Yeah. And you probably only have to run to about one forty here to be seriously contending. So you know that could be in her hand. She's a big price. No, I'll definitely be uh, following that one. Um, I like Disha Abba for the. Uh, Kim here, which of course runs at 450. This is over three miles and two furlongs. Um, I think he'll improve for better ground. I like a horse coming back to handicaps, but he's been very, very well found here in the market, Stephen. So who do you fancy here? I, I haven't any opinion here. I think it's a really, really terrible race. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know I, while I was studying throughout the season, Kobolovo came up on my um, radar a few times. I've had a few bits and pieces of good form here and there and, and running second. So maybe him at a price but yeah not not a clue why what's the day shabba still double figures on betfair so what's the angle what's the 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 the, the deal there i um i've always loved horses coming back to the same handicap again um and i thought last year he actually ran a much better race than just fifth suggested um i thought that he was kind of bullied out of it a small bit two poor runs to start the year but that was much more like it last year beating kustar Savola over three miles and heavy. I think this horse, he's won and good to soft before. Uh, he ran very well on that ground, including when uh, behind Dashiell Drasher. And I think this horse will handle conditions very well. I think he'll travel extremely well. And I think he's the, the quintessential Richard Johnson ride in that uh, he doesn't need to be too far back. I don't like Dickie Johnson at all and kind of hold up horses. I much prefer him on the, yeah. you know, the one. Maybe the another winner. Home. Maybe another winner for the Dacia, so. Maybe another winner for the day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laboring really the point here on that. <laughs> right, so Stephen, if okay. I had to push you, your nap on on day three. Ah, we'll go mad and say Beacon Edge in the stairs. Absolutely class. I will be saying Melon, actually. I am I really fancy him. Good luck to all the listeners tomorrow, tomorrow now. Really, really good luck to everyone hopefully now we've pointed you in the right direction a few times this week with the vintage clouds and put the kettle on and honeysuckle etc so best luck to everyone and thanks again to our sponsors bookmakers.co.uk and tonybet.com this episode of the race hour was brought to you by tony bet our cheltenham festival sponsors for 2021 
And whether it's the latest trends or hottest festival tips, don't forget to visit bookmakers.co.uk where you'll be covered with top-notch insight before and throughout the week. The Cheltenham Festival 21 on the Race Hour. Brought to you by Tony Beck.